Giving and obedience was never meant to be comfortable or easy. But when we tithe and when we give, we demonstrate in a tangible way to the Lord that we prioritize Him and others above ourselves. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. It's great to see everybody here today. Good morning. Are you happy today? Well, praise the Lord. I want to talk to you about your money for a minute. And I don't want to get too personal. But I want to ask you a question. Did you know that you are the master of your money? And the question is, what kind of money master are you? You see, your money is one of those things in life that you make decisions about. Just like you're responsible for what comes out of your mouth, what you say. The word is very clear about that. It says there's great power in the tongue and it can minister life or death. Well, money falls into this same category. You may not decide how much you get, but you get to decide what to do with it. The problem is many of us don't really get this concept. We get that we are accountable for what we say and for our actions. But many times we don't believe we have control over our money. We just think about the rent. Or the car payment, the kids, the credit cards, the school loan. And we go and we categorize money in this totally different place. Where there's a sense of hopelessness. Like it's out of our hands. Like it's the last thing in the world we have any control of. And if you've ever felt that way. Like I have. Or if you feel that way right now. I want you to know something. It's time to change that line of thinking about money. Because you are the master of your money. And you are the only one who can decide to become a good one. I have three little things for you to remember that will help you become a good master of your money. And I need to listen to these things as much as you do. The first thing is to consider all your money, whether it's a little or a lot, God's money. It's God's money because it is. We all know the scripture about God saying, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to create wealth. And that means that God isn't just wealthy. He's the source of wealth. And for the record, that scripture doesn't just mean he gives you the ability to earn a paycheck and make ends meet. The word wealth means an abundance of resources. 
So the Lord gives us the ability to create an abundance of resources. And when we consider all our money is really God's money, then we'll make all our financial decisions with a kingdom perspective and not just our own. So the second thing to remember is this. We have to have faith to tithe and to give. Giving in obedience was never meant to be comfortable or easy. But when we tithe and when we give, we demonstrate in a tangible way to the Lord that we prioritize him and others above ourselves. And that discipline exhibits the character of a good master over money. And then, when we can stand like the Apostle Paul and say, I am ready for anything through the strength of the Lord who lives in me. And the last thing to remember, to become a better master of your money, is to simply make sure that Christ is the master of your life. Because he will give you the wisdom. He will give you the courage to master your money. And the word says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Now you've heard me say before a few times that money can actually become a monster in your life. But God's purpose for money is not that we is God's purpose for money is that we become a good master of it. And not to mischaracterize money as something that we just never have control of because God wants us to master our money. And with the Lord's help and patience we will in Jesus name. Are you facing some giants in your life today? If so, stay right where you are to discover the best way to deal with them by putting your faith in God. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But I do want to talk about giants and how to face them. And many of you know what I mean when I say facing the giants because giants are the things in our life that you are convinced you cannot overcome. It's that thing that you find overwhelming and defeating. 
and you've already programmed yourself to live with the giant by retreating from him. You feel like you're a Volkswagen traveling down a highway with a Mack truck coming at you. All you're looking to do is to get out of the way. I'm talking about things that become giants in our lives like financial problems or broken relationships. Our addictions, our habits, our conditions that you've just accepted into your life, like depression, our anger, our fear. And you know, the longer you feel that way, the bigger the giant becomes. You see, giants are, by nature, intimidating. Their mere presence makes you feel weak. Several years ago, I got on a plane in Tokyo to return to the States. And a giant human being sat down next to me. I recognized him immediately as Hulk Hogan. How many know what I'm talking about when I say Hulk Hogan? I've never seen anybody as big and strong as this guy. Well, uh, it turns out he's a nice man. His real name is Terry, not how you doing, Hulk. Uh, and since I was in the exercise business, I, uh, I pulled out a new fancy hand grip that we were working on, had a digital readout that told you how much pressure you were putting on this thing, and, and I handed it to him, and I said, uh, would you try this and tell me what you think about it? He said, sure. So he grabbed it, and when he squeezed it, it just disintegrated, and he crushed it into a million pieces. <laughs> he said, oops. <laughs> you see, giants in whatever form they come, are intimidating forces in our life. But, and I know you won't be surprised to hear this, but God is not intimidated by these giants. And God intends for you to overcome them for the glory of his name and to his purpose. Now try to visualize this scene with me that happened thousands of years ago. God is looking down and surveying the situation. The armies of Israel stood on a battlefield in total fear of an intimidating giant named Goliath. He was the champion of the Philistine nation, nine and a half feet tall. Now, if Goliath was alive today, he probably wouldn't be a soldier. We know he would be playing basketball in the NBA for the Miami Heat. But this was then... And he was ugly and profane, and he's cursing the God of Israel. Now, the Israelites had no answer for this giant. They don't know what to do, but I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, we need to retreat or be killed. And then, a young shepherd boy named David shows up and heard for himself the arrogant giant screaming his challenges on the battlefield. And he knew right then that he would confront this giant and that he would destroy him. And I hope that you will read my favorite Bible story in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Because if you do, you will find that that's exactly what David did. And the question is, how did he do it? What did David have that he could bring down this mighty giant? Here is the point of my story. The shepherd boy David, who in the word appears to be the ultimate underdog story, slayed the giant 
became a champion, became a king. That David, that David didn't have anything that you or I don't have that can bring down a giant in our life. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. Then David said to the giant, You come against me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. And this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Almighty. What was the difference with David and the Israelites that day? David didn't step out in fear to face the giant. He stepped out in faith in God. And that's exactly what you and I have to do to kill the giants in our life that's standing in our way and our destiny and what God's purpose is for us. The story of David reveals that we are no match for these giants on our own. But we can challenge our giants in the name of the Lord Almighty. And because of him, they will fall. And it's the same God, the same God who saw David step out in the battlefield in his name and rewarded him with a great victory. It's the same God who will do the same for you and me today. I don't know if the Cowboys can face their giants today, but I know that we can face our giants and overcome them in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that today? Anybody can complain and be negative in the midst of a difficult trial. God wants you to have a different spirit. Listen today to hear how your attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Good morning. Are you happy today on this wet Sunday morning? Uh, I want to talk about how important it is to have a positive attitude in our life. How many believe it's important for a Christian to have a positive attitude? Well, I want you to know that a positive attitude is important, and it is important to God that you have one. Winston Churchill once said, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. 
And, you know, we all struggle with attitude. I know every time I come close to 820 and Beach Street, (laughs) I get an attitude. I also get an attitude about this time of year uh, when it comes time to prepare my taxes. Uh, And I need to work on that, uh, literally. But I rediscovered an ancient story in the Word of God this week that reminded me of why we have to develop a good attitude. The story goes way back to when Moses and the children of Israel were on the brink of entering into the promised land that God had promised them. So Moses sends some guys into the land as spies to check things out. And when they get over there, they find out that the place is great with lots of fertile land and trees and water. But they also find out that there are lots of people there. There's great armies there. There's great cities. And they even ran across some giants, which means they probably invented basketball. So when they get back, Moses calls like this town meeting. And he wants to know what they discovered over there. Well, 10 out of the 12 spies that went were convinced that they didn't have a chance if they went into that land. They acknowledged that the land was everything that God had promised, but their enemies were too strong. The giants were too big. They would surely all die. But then one man named Caleb stepped up to the microphone. They didn't have microphones then. And he said... Listen to this. We should go and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. You know what I thought of when I read that? Who else do you know that sounds like? Have you ever heard Pastor Des stand right here and say, Come on, Bethesda. Let's do it. See, I always thought Des said that first. (laughs) Apparently, Caleb... He said that. His brother Caleb. (laughs) Well, anyway, it was two against ten and all the people got scared. And no matter what Joshua and Caleb said, they wouldn't go in. They were right there at the border of the land that God had promised them. But their fear and their negative attitude prevented it. And then the story gets ugly because God was not amused. He didn't appreciate their negative attitude. And not only did he see to it that the ten negative spies met an untimely death, but he banished the children of Israel for another 40 years. All of those negative people would never see the land of God, that land that God promised. All that is, except for Caleb and Joshua. And let me tell you about Caleb Here's what the Lord said about him. He said, none of them will ever see the land I promised, but because my servant Caleb, listen to this, because he has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land and his descendants will inherit it. You know, with everything that goes on in our lives today, would you ever believe that our attitude could have such important consequences this story shows us that when we become a child of god we're meant to be men and women with a different spirit caleb witnessed these 
Same things the others did. He saw the fortified cities and the giants. The difference was that his attitude wasn't based on what he saw. It was based on who he knew. You see, the others were living in fear. But Caleb was living in faith. They were dwelling on their own weakness, but Caleb was counting on God's strength. They were focused on giants, but Caleb was focused on God. They saw defeat in their future, but Caleb knew victory belonged to God. They were doubters. Caleb was a believer. They saw the problems. Caleb saw the possibilities. Caleb had a different spirit. Did you know that 40 years later, Caleb, then 85 years old, As he readied himself to finally step into the promised land, he said, I'm as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm ready to go to battle. Now give me this country that the Lord has promised me. All those years of struggle, Caleb was still a man with a different spirit. Do you have that different spirit today? There's a good bet that whatever giants or obstacles that you're facing in your life today, that there are 10 people being negative around you, just like Caleb. But let me tell you something. God wants you to have a different spirit. You are too blessed to be stressed. Anybody can complain and be negative. You just have to say, I may have problems, but I'm not discouraged. God is in control I have the favor of God in my life. I refuse to let anything or anyone steal the joy that I have or dampen the confidence that I have in Him. If everyone says it's impossible, I'm still going to press on. There is victory in my DNA. And like Caleb, I have a different spirit. And I'm well able to do it in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. 
That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.